Welcome to Social Genius, brought to you by Drunk on Social, where we help you stay ahead of social media trends, share the latest news, and highlight the strategies that are working to help you grow your business. Now let's join our hosts, Tristan and Jeff, in three, two, one. Does all this social media knowledge, strategies, and skills from this podcast really matter if you don't use video? The truth is any presence is better than no presence, but without video, you're really limiting your growth. It's no secret that video is the future of all media. It's where all consumers gravitate, so executing at a higher level than your industry peers is an absolute necessity to create differentiation. You can hire a full-time videographer, but is that really sustainable? The answer is no for many, which is why it is critical that you adopt and learn video skills to allow you to create video that will stand out. Having camera presence, knowing what equipment to use and how to use it, proper lighting, video editing, music and voiceovers, scripting, and many other topics are the reason why Business Video School was created. To teach you how to develop these skills quickly and easily with over-the-top support along the way so that you never feel lost. The Business Video School is a comprehensive video education platform that delivers all of this training, but also creates actual video recipes with instructions and scripts for you to execute relevant content weekly with all of the skills you learn. And it doesn't stop there. Regular video challenges, weekly Q&As, a real estate video roadmap, a community of people learning and experimenting with video, and so much more. Seriously, what are you waiting for? Why wouldn't you join the Business Video School today? Go to www.bizvideoschool.com forward slash open dash house and register for the next open house where you'll, you'll learn more and get a chance to hear from current students and even ask them questions. That's bizvideoschool.com. Check it out. Welcome back to Social Genius episode 64. Five. I'm missing my co-host. He'll be here shortly. He's fashionably late all the time. But you might notice if you're watching this, we have a guest with us, which is why I'm getting started without him. Because frankly, I just want to take advantage of the one-on-one time I have with her because she is a badass as it, as it relates to social media. She's got an interesting story that we're going to share with all of you. She comes from Ukraine moved to Mexico uh, probably 10-ish years ago, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken correctly, and is has become a excellent content creator, somebody who's doing some magnificent things to the tune of 800 plus thousand followers on YouTube. And uh, we're excited to interview her and have her share her story. So welcome to the show, Irina Fedchenko. Did I get it good enough? Yes, yes. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. I'm very excited. I heard the, the previous episode that you did, that you got my email about getting on your podcast. I was, it was also interesting episode. Good. Awesome. Well, we're, we're glad to have you here. And as you know, a little bit about Drunk on Social, you know, this group, we design it to, to help elevate and teach and, and um, share with really all industries. Now, most of our industry, most of our audience is real estate related. Uh, just because of our backgrounds, but you know, it's social media is becoming, uh, you know, a, a daily presence in all of our lives, and and to us, it is the future of all industries. Because if you really study what's coming in our world, technologies, the technologies that are coming are designed to replace humans. 
And the only way that you can combat that and combat robots is, is authenticity and, and being real and connecting with audiences because you can't do it like you used to, right? And so um, that's what we're about. And obviously you've done a magnificent job of that. So let's start with this. Tell us a little bit about your story. I kind of touched on it, but tell us about, obviously you're from the Ukraine. What led you to uh, Mexico? And now I think today, do you live in the States? Yes, right now I'm in LA. Uh, California. Uh, I moved to Mexico, yes, like nine, nine years ago, actually. Um, and I built my career, everything changed. So I started, well, in Ukraine, I started civil engineering, and then my life got like switched completely. I met my, 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 met my boyfriend, and I moved to Mexico. <laughs> He's Mexican, now my husband. And I have built their uh, career in the television. I have been a TV host. And then I started on social media because I understood that uh, it will give me opportunity. And this is something that nobody will take from me, never. Uh, because it's staying with me, jobs can change. Uh, like television, this industry always changing. They need new people. Uh, and But your social media always will give you opportunity. And that's how I started my YouTube channel six years ago. And I'm in the lifestyle slash travel niche. I have a lot of different type of content. And I've through all these years, I studied so much social media platforms and I understood there are some patterns that we need to follow. And it's not, not only attached to our niche or specific topic, but to the person and personality. That's how I look on social media right now. I love it. And I want to shift because Tristan joined us. So Tristan, I, I'm, I'm going to bring you in here real quick and ask you a question because we were talking off air before we started how to pronounce her name. So how would you pronounce her first name? Irna, but that's my guess. Uh, well, I, I said Irina, which is very Americanized version of it. Uh, and I know that's not accurate, but that's, you know, I think, you know, more of our audience can resonate with the way I pronounce it. But yeah, you you speak Spanish fluently. So I figured you would have a better, you would have a better shot at it. Well, how do I, how do you pronounce well, it's, it? It's Ukrainian, of course, but uh, yeah. you know, the name is Ukrainian, so yeah. How would you pronounce uh, Irina. Irina. Irina is okay. Irene in español. Oh, Irene. Yeah, that's an español. Irene. Two yeah. totally different that sounding makes, names there. Makes sense. Yeah. I love it. So, so we were talking about how obviously she's telling her story, and 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 the reason I keep going back to Spanish because again, I know you're Ukrainian, and that is a very interesting piece or topic to discuss, but. If, if someone goes to your channel, which is her, her name, so if you're looking this up, if you want to go follow along, it's spelled I-R-Y-N-A, uh, so again, I, I, I pronounce that Irina, uh, Fedchenko, F-E-D-C-H-E-N-K-O, and then you can go follow along. However, if you don't speak Spanish, you're going to find that about 95% of her videos are in Spanish. So talk to us about kind of what how that happened so you first of all you got into tv how did that happen number one then number two how did that shift happen into social media and i assume is this now your career uh yes so i started on tv because i wanted to become a tv host and i wanted to do it in spanish so i started like a model i wanted to but i understand that i want to speak on camera and I wanted to practice, so that's why I opened my YouTube channel because it just was like my practicing classes, uh, practicing speaking on camera and also uh, my Spanish because 
I started to learn Spanish in 2013 when I actually moved to Mexico. And uh, well, I have built, well, I worked on TV like three years, I think. Uh, I, I was in sports mostly. And that time we had a FIFA Soccer World Cup in 2018, and I have uh, done uh, some content for them, for Mexican broadcast companies. Uh, and I, I like that very much. I understood that social media is better <laughs> for, for me personally. That's why my career right now is, um, is basically attached to, to social media as an influencer and also as a social media strategist. I have a question. Did you learn Spanish first or English? Oh, it's a good question. Uh, by the way, I think a lot of people, that for, for them, it's more difficult to pronounce your surname, yes? Ahumada. See, Ahumada. How would it be in English? Like, how would they pronounce uh, ah, it? Ahumada. They pronounce it Ahumada, Ahumadada, Ahumahumahuma. Akunamatada. Akunamatada, I get that all the time. <laughs> My name is so difficult. Well, of course, they change it a lot of a lot of times. Um, I st uh, well, I in Ukraine, I was very bad with in languages. I was in math. I started civil engineering, and I was like very very bad with languages. And then I moved to me. I spoke some basic English because I, somehow we spoke with my boyfriend. <laughs> uh, so that's why we, we spoke English. But then when I moved, I was very like, I want to learn Spanish in Mexico, everybody speaks Spanish, it's so important. And I was focused, like really, really focused for three years, learning Spanish. And then I also studied the university there and it helped a lot. And I had an accent coach, so that's why uh, well, Spanish is like my third language, uh, I would say, and the weakest one is actually English. So, and I think I improve my English improved because of Spanish. Ah, English improved yeah. because of Spanish. So you had English first, minimally, then you started learning Spanish, and as you were learning Spanish, it made learning English easier or better. Yes, because actually in Mexico, uh, English is more uh, in the um, daily use, I would say, because we are close with the, U with the U.S. No, in Ukraine, every movies are dubbed. And in Mexico, we watched movies in the cine, in, in, the, mo in the movies, uh, in the cinema, they are not dubbed, they are subtitled. So uh, ah. it's easier to understand the English language. Mm -hmm. So question about social media with with you what would you say you started doing consistently that got you comfortable with social media so that you show up more often oh i struggle a lot with the procrastination and the lack of confidence oh, i remember like i need to post the video Thursday yeah and Wednesday I was just thinking about the idea of the video so I understood like nobody will do it for me and I need to show up like every week I need to upload the video first year it was like I just uploaded some videos like every two months and actually the first video uh, went viral I would say in that time because I had some Instagram audience and I understood right now I understand how it works the trends and all of that, so it went viral, but then I didn't know what to do. 
And then I, for several years, I struggled, like, what is the, what is this pattern? What my audience wants to, to hear from me, what they want, uh, want to watch from me. And I started to came up with ideas, with trends, with uh, some tags, you know, and we took like tag of songs or a tag of, it was popular, I think several years ago, right now, not so much. And I started to try everything till I came up like with my strategy and the content that I know that my audience like. And it's several type of contents. Mm -hmm. Nice. So you had to test this out a lot. You're like, let's yeah. test this out. Let's test this out. Interesting. I like, and where, where do you gravitate to the most right now? Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, where do you go? Well, uh, YouTube and Instagram, primarily. I, I like TikTok. I started on TikTok in 2020, but what happened to me lately, I am like burnout. out. That's why I'm coaching people. I work with other people because I'm, I have done my channels like for so long time. And I already know what is working there and I like a challenge. So that's why, I, and I also miss this one-on-one -on -one connection. That's why I like to work with other people, uh, with brands, uh, with individuals that want to work on social media, mm -hmm. uh, grow on social media. Uh, and that's why TikTok is on pause right now. I don't upload so much. In January, I had some fun there. I came up with new ideas, but... I know what is working on TikTok. It's the same topic that on YouTube, like Ukraine in Mexico, some entertainment content. I know what will gonna work for me there, but I just, yeah. just like I, I already did that on Instagram, on Facebook, and right now on TikTok, the same. Like, I don't feel like I want to do it. Maybe I will build another TikTok or another channel about something else yeah. uh, later. But right now, I mostly Instagram, I do mostly Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook is like uh, repurposing, and TikTok is on pause. Yeah, you've got a lot of fun. You got a big following on Instagram as well. I mean, you're, I mean, not as big, but still 172,000. That's a lot. Of, that's a big following on Instagram. Yes, it's quite a lot. I was Instagram, you know, this hate love relation relationship because it's not so. Um, I like YouTube more because uh, this the algorithm works uh, very well. They can search you, they can find you. Instagram is cool, especially I think for working with brands. Instagram can be easier because it's like a magazine and uh, the the content is not so complicated to produce. Uh, if you were comparing with YouTube and if you need to do like one minute uh, video ad for your channel, there are a lot of revisions with brands. So Instagram, it can be easier, but I don't get so much satisfaction when I work on in, in Instagram with Instagram content than I do with YouTube. And the analytics, of course, YouTube is very advanced in that. That's very true. I'm looking at your YouTube, almost a million followers. Mm -hmm. right that's pretty awesome right 860 or so thanks not not million i want this golden plate yes that's a lot of followers yeah it's a lot yes it's that's amazing thank you i think you're doing a good job there and i love your content <laughs> so that's what was confusing by the way when jeff sent me your your name i looked it up and he's like, she's Ukrainian. And I'm like, okay. So I jump into the YouTube and I'm like, wait a second. I think he said she was Ukrainian. 
So I was confused. Yeah. Just so you know, but it was great content. Well, and you know what I noticed? Your accent sounds Hispanic. Yep, it does. Her English accent sounds yes. like yes. she's Latina. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's it's actually true. A lot of people say that, say this. It's not anymore Ukrainian accent. Oh yeah. Uh, not so much. Funny. So yes, you, I work with my Spanish accent, so that's why maybe. That's why, yeah. So when you got into uh, content creation, my assumption is that you probably didn't lean as much into Ukrainian content as you are today. I'm not. No, I, I have a channel that I started like several years ago, maybe three years ago, that was in Russian. I uploaded some videos. I had a collaboration with a big Ukrainian uh, singer. Uh, she wanted to reach Hispanic audience, and I was trying. I was just well, let's do something in in Russian, and we made several videos. And um, but I actually, you know, YouTube is a lot of work, so I didn't put work. And I actually didn't feel like I want to be on that market. It's like completely changing. I was more like going to the English speakers. What are you now? What are you working on now that's exciting you? That's because it's easy to get burned out sometimes when you're just showing up. It's like now you have to, now you feel like it's a job, like oh, I have to do it now, right? What are you working on now that's exciting you to bring that back? Okay, so my uh, personal social media, YouTube, Instagram, they are like in the stage of maintenance, I would say. So I upload like one video a month just to have it. And maybe I will get inspiration later. And actually like uh, September, November, October, these months are very good for growth. Maybe I will take over again in these months because for me personally, they are very good for growth and for monetizations. But right now what I'm looking, I'm in the stage of working with brands uh, for long term, maybe more than three months, because my speciality is organic growth on social media. So I am social media strategist and coach, and that's what I want to do. That's what I like. I don't have a like, specific project that I work on right now. I have some clients that I coach, and we do some cool stuff, and we see some results. Uh, but I actually want to find somebody that I can work uh, like in the monthly basis for some time, at least six months. Oh, that's cool. That's very good. Yeah. Cool. I like that. I like that a lot. So what are you seeing the opportunities are for people that are using social media for, for business or just for awareness? What, what are the opportunities? Where should people be going to? Okay, it's a good question. It depends on the goals. If we want sales, maybe YouTube is better in the long term, of course, because they are like, they are, you can find a video on Google and everything is great. For quick results, I would jump on TikTok. I like TikTok and the algorithm. I heard what you spoke in the last episode about all, your, all of your strategies. It was very interesting. Uh, I like that TikTok, you can test quickly ideas because it's quick content you test and maybe then later you can launch a YouTube channel. That's how I see it. Like combine maybe TikTok with Instagram and then jump on YouTube if, when you confirm what is your audience, what they want, what are their problems, desires, and you can create a lot uh, the 
uh, evergreen content on YouTube. So All right, would, I like, I like what, that. What would your advice be? So you are not in our industry. And, and so our industry is massively diluted. The, you know, everybody's doing the same crap. Uh, and I use that word very literally. Uh, so if, if it, you just said, like, you need, to help, you need to define your audience. Well, for a real estate agent, we all have the same audience. It's buyers and sellers, right? And so what would your advice be to a real estate agent knowing that our industry has diluted social media with listing videos and buyer photos and here's my awards and here's market data. What would be your advice to an agent if we came to you and said, I wanna differentiate, I need to define my audience, what should I do? Okay, very good uh, question. Uh, how we differentiate? So in this, industry i would say first of all like what kind of real estate maybe luxury real estate for sale for rent we can specify this another way to be different is to uh find an approaching like or maybe the uh, target audience if we are targeting young people or maybe more mature families or uh, single people maybe we can do with that maybe we can uh like different approaching how to see real estate in the specific way because every different and every every real estate agent is different yeah. so maybe we can find something some of them will be more in, like inspiration well i like everything i like to connect content uh education or information to some emotion so it can be inspiration it can be motivation uh, like uh, buy the house for your family is like very inspiring, yes. Or maybe funny, uh, like some uh, comedy content, entertainment content. I saw a lawyer on TikTok that is huge. I don't remember. I saw it a long time ago. And they, it's different kind of approaching uh, audience on social media when it's fun and it's related to something, I don't know, uh, divorce. So they speak all about this uh, topics, uh, interesting topics about divorce and couples and all of that and making fun content. So it's a way to approach the audience and what audience you want to approach. It depends on the person, you know, because we need to attach the approaching to the personality of, of a real estate agent. It's very true. Very true. I like that. I like that a lot. So when you're coaching someone, what are you coaching them about? I ask questions. So first one is goals. What are your goals? Because some people are very confused. Like I want likes, I want followers. I want YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Discord, everything. Uh, and uh, Twitter, there is also Twitter. Uh, we set goals. Uh, we came up with type of uh, the platform, what uh, are the primary platform and secondary platforms. And then we came up with the content strategy. The content goes after we, we define everything. So we define the brand. Uh, and of course, it's a lot of questions. Uh, some questions uh, when it comes to consulting or coach consulting, 
some mix of coaching and consulting. There are a lot of questions I need to ask because it's always depend on the person that is go going to be on camera, on social media, going to show up, uh, like what they want, what they feel like it, uh, like what they like to be on social media or how they like to be represented on social media. So uh, we define this and then we came up with the uh, content strategy because there are some people like I want to do the shot of me walking on the street on Beverly Hills like first of all why <laughs> why we want to do this like maybe it's a cool idea but what is the goal of it uh, and there are a lot of other stuff we need to define before planning the shots or b-rolls <laughs> got it I like that I think that the first question and that and Jeff this is a good question I think what's what's our ultimate outcome what do we want from this right i think that's the key and then who are audiences who who is your audience right yeah i have uh, a comment about real estate another thing i would first build awareness on real estate because if you launch paid ads of course you can directly reach people that are looking for a house or apartment right now like you will reach them because it's like how paid uh, advertising is working. You can reach them quickly. But if you build an or if you want to build an organic growth, uh, it's mostly awareness, in my opinion, personally. And then when your followers, they will connect to you and everybody that living in the cities or even in the villages, they need real a real estate agent in some point of their lives. Yeah. So when they will need you, they will first, they will, ah, I know this guy on TikTok uh, and the name is like that. And they will look for him and they, they will ask for the consultation or what is, depends mm. on the funnel, what is the sales po point. So first awareness and then uh, they are already having you as a business, like as a point of uh, a topic or how, I don't remember how this is called, unique no, not unique. They have in, in your in their mind your business already. Yeah, the value that you continually bring. You know what? Uh, Jeff actually says that. He says, hey, build your audience first, right? Connect with them. And then just you'll be top of mind. I, I like that. I agree with you. Top of that. mind, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. So Especially for this, uh, for this uh, industry, because it's not a makeup that you just saw it, you buy it. It's real estate. You need to think about it. You need to be in the perfect stage of your life. You need to have uh, the payment and all of that. It's maybe some time for that. Yeah, I, I agree. So, so if uh, so, so let's talk about uh, if you have a um, if 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 let's just say it was Tristan or myself and we were came, coming to you and and, and we we work through it. Let's let's use us as an example. So we're trying to grow, obviously, our influence as you know, social media coaches, strategists, that sort of thing, right? Similar, I guess, to what you're doing, but probably not exactly. Um, and and we're wanting to build, we're wanting to grow that business, and knowing that we have no aversion to video, and we're totally open to doing as much video as possible and posting as often as possible. You know, where would you tell us? to lean into? What would be the advice that you would give to us? Uh, well, of course, first goals, uh, we build awareness, yes? We build the audience. Uh, if you want to do it together, it's actually cool because I like, well, 
you have uh, social media that it's your business drunk on social you're together and i like the dynam dynamic uh with the two people there are a lot of things uh you can do if there are two or more people it's maybe sometimes more complicated because of the schedules but it's uh, in the time in, in the terms of content it's easier because you can come up with uh, creative ideas uh so i think uh i will do tiktok with youtube uh, mixed and we will uh, we will came up with uh, like main like core ideas that we want to explore maybe specific problems that we want to explode on social media that we know maybe it will get more engagement uh, on about this topic and then we will try like there are a lot of type of uh, reels or a lot of type of TikToks that a uh, person can create um, and it's trying it's trying what is working what is not working and then we will see and I would track first of all on engagement shares saves and comments specifically First, on which platform tiktok tiktok especially tiktok and instagram with reels because people it's important that people shares your content if it if it's relevant for them they share it to their friend that they tag the friend and they working like free for you they are your mm -hmm. almost your <laughs> Well, they helping you to grow because they are sharing your content. Yes. Yeah, our mothers. That's very true. Do you have a podcast too, or no? No, I don't have podcast. I was thinking about this, but like I don't want to do anymore. What well, like in my now in my stage of life, I already have my own YouTube, my own Instagram. Like I don't like I want to work with other people so that's why I don't I don't know about what to speak on my social like on my podcast I don't know if I want to do it long term because if I'm doing something I want to do it long term and I I don't know if right now I will be like very serious about doing podcast weekly or two times a week I don't know I like that I like that you're staying focused what are you going to, are you going to do anything a little differently on YouTube or are you going to go deeper on YouTube? Because I see that's your biggest following by far, right? Have you started well, yeah. adding, have you started adding YouTube shorts or no? I have uploaded YouTube shorts. The last one, I think maybe this year or last year, um, I started to upload uh, in 2020 when it was like a thing they, they, they came up or oh, 2021 I have in one of them I have more than 1 million followers oh well, sorry views yeah. uh, it's uh, it's funny how does it work I'm not so fan of YouTube shorts still I don't understand how it can fit my strategy personally because uh, I already have people that watch me uh, like uh, my long videos. What would I make them watch my short videos? If short videos, they don't make so much money. I still don't know. Maybe for new channels, I would definitely try YouTube shorts. Would definitely. Like I would do the same video. I will post it on TikTok, YouTube shorts and reels. And I will try with all of that and we'll see like what, what platform is best with that type of content uh, where is, and what content is working. Because I had TikToks that 
videos that in TikTok perform well and in Reels not so good and YouTube very well. And I have TikToks that didn't go very well on TikTok and then I repost them on Reels and they're like great, a lot of engagement. And the same with, with YouTube shorts, like in every platform, the same video can perform differently. Yeah, 100%. You know, when it comes to shorts, the I think if you used it as a, as a way to grab more people that didn't already know who you are, because I think people are more, they gravitate towards that short form content now. And even on YouTube, they're going to get a segment of, of a YouTube audience that only goes to shorts. And I think the whole idea for creators is, is go, so they're going to grab somebody in their shorts who's then going to go down the arena rabbit hole and end up over on your channel. And all of a sudden now you went from 800,000 to a million. And when that happens, I want you to send me a personal thank you for this advice. Thank you very much. I will try it. <laughs> Actually, I know. I just, I the think I will out. produce I original YouTube short because before I re-uploaded my, reused my TikToks on, uh, on YouTube short, but I think what I will do is produce like original content. I will oh, try with that. Good and try like once a month youtube short and once a month um uh youtube uh you've got YouTube look you video. already did YouTube I, it's shorts. my channel <laughs> yes i have did. four months ago yeah they're doing great this, look, this video 30,000, right they're good thank you like this one is ken masasi four months ago with 55k yeah. mm -hmm. uh it went like it had more than 1,000 shares on on TikTok. In TikTok, it went like crazy. And YouTube, not so much. So it depends. Yes, I have several, actually. <laughs> You've got a ton. I mean, look at this. 265,000 yeah. a year ago. Yes, this one was funny. Mm -hmm. You know this what it is that you cool. need? You're already doing it. You, need, you just need somebody to go in and dice it up and just post it for you. Because you already have all the content. Yes, but I need to, for new content, I need to produce it. Yeah. yeah. Because they notice when I repost something. They know. <laughs> I already yeah, seen it. Yeah. Well, with a, wait, 800,000 800, followers, it may, you have some super hardcore followers that are looking for new stuff. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And if you noticed uh, lately, like the my latest content is all about the war awareness yeah. so it's actually also like affected my channel it's uh, changed and there was no strategy i just was uh, like speaking about it like wherever i can using my platforms especially the first months that it was like everybody was paying attention and right now i think i will be mixing some like uh, my, my normal content with my like awareness about war content I will see what I will do. That's why also I'm like a little bit stuck. I don't know what to do because I will. I want to keep uh, informing people about what is happening in Ukraine. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it's have a positive or a negative impact on your audience? Was uh, as far as the, the Ukrainian content. Yeah. And of course, it's about Ukraine, uh, but because my channel is like Ukrainian in Mexico, I have a lot of videos from Ukraine, blogging Ukraine. Uh, uh, in my audience, there, there are a lot of bots, uh, propaganda and all of that on my channel. They are coming, uh, coming to 
comment some stuff that is not uh, very good. So that's why it can be personally very overwhelming to receive a lot of hate. But there are also a lot of support and I'm very grateful with my audience that they support me in this, even though the videos with the interviews with uh, people that live the war themselves, they, it, they don't get so much uh, uh, impressions that we would wish, uh, that I would wish. But anyway, I, I think it's like, uh, it's not um, the content itself. I don't know if affected good or bad way the channel is just changed just changed i don't know did you uh when you were creating content were you doing did you have a videographer did you do in your own editing like how did how did you execute i re i remember the last episode you you said that you did everything yourself like right now do you have support because it's a lot of platforms yeah yeah we, we do we do but we still do a lot we still do a lot of our own creation and a lot of our own raw editing and honestly though I, we think that that makes us better teachers and coaches when we are getting our hands dirty and frankly we're kind of freaks we love it <laughs> so it makes it easier it makes it easier to want to create when you enjoy creation you know exactly i think that's how, what happened to me like from 2021 or 20 i got like a little bit tired of content creation i edit my videos uh, myself i had editors some of my videos are made by uh, editors and when i started to take youtube seriously in 2017 i hired uh, an editor but it was like correcting every step almost because the view i have about it it's like very specific that's why the videos that goes well mostly they, they are edited by me not all of them but most of them <laughs> So mm -hmm. it's it's been a long time that I'll have an editor like maybe for one and a half years or two years. Uh, and yes, I, I know how to use, uh, I, I know how to edit. I am not advanced, but I do my blogs and my even documentaries, uh, like small documentaries that I made for YouTube um, myself. Really? What, what, what is your equipment you're using? I have Canon... Uh, 50D. So you're using Canon like a DSLR 50D. type camera. You're not using a cell phone. No, no, no. I don't use a cell phone. Like I was thinking, maybe it's easier, but the type, the quality is not the same, and my content already performs well, so it's better to have a good quality content. It's not that cell phone is bad, no. But when you're starting, starting, I think cell phone is a very good choice. Uh, but right, I just get got used to do it with cameras so and sometimes my husband helps me so we have another type of cameras that i don't know how they what is the name because he had his own equipment got it that's common for youtube too uh it's becoming more common to use a cell phone because of tiktok and reels and whatnot but uh it doesn't surprise me i was just curious yeah for tiktoks of course it's cell phone mm -hmm. youtube shorts is very easy to do and th this is the whole like the evolution of content in my opinion like before it's like you need a camera the editor all of that tiktok very editor inside of tiktok like what is there your excuses not doing content if everything is so easy nowadays yeah very true that's a good point i think it just comes down to excuses and you bring it up sometimes you get burned out a little bit 
Yes, but it's been a long time for me. <laughs> Six years, the same topic. Like, I already know what they like. So that's why I'm a little burnout. I don't know what else. And I will, I will still do. You inspired me, guys, with the YouTube short idea. I will do it, <laughs> definitely. And well, we will see. I will come back to you when I will get this golden plate. <laughs> yeah, and we can do it all in Spanish. And Jeff can just, uh, we'll give subtitles for, for Jeff, okay? I did study abroad in Costa Rica. That was 20 years ago plus. So. Costa Rica, they speak English there, dude. Come uh, on. Was, I live. I had to live with a family that only spoke Spanish. So I had no choice but to be immersed. That was the whole idea. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. How long did you do that for? Uh, a month or two. It was in college. That's not yeah. bad. Yeah, actually, uh, and, dude, that's more than 20 years ago. That's like 27 years ago. Shit, dude. We have the same. And Tristan, where, where are you from? Mis papás son de México. Ah, México, okay. Yo nací aquí en Los Angeles. And what type of, what, what's the part of Mexico? Son de Nayarit, cerca de Nayarit. Puerto Vallarta. Ay, cool, Nayarit. Yeah, yeah. It's very close to Punta Mita. So, very, very close. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautiful, great. Yeah. How about you? Where where do you currently live in Mexico? Or uh, well, I have lived in Mexico City for seven years. Right now, I'm in LA, also in, hey, in Los what? Angeles. You're in LA? We could have done this yeah. in LA. <laughs> yes, I didn't. I didn't know. Well, everything is spiritual right now. I'm in. I'm in Malibu. So. Oh, uh, I will go to Malibu this week to an event. A modern where? day wife. Um, I don't remember how they call it. Like, <sighs> I will find it. I don't remember. All right. Well, when Jeff comes out, we've got to go to Malibu Farms. You can bring your husband. We can all go have lunch mm -hmm. on the pier. Great. Yeah. Jeff comes out here probably like twice a year, Jeff, about? Uh, probably more than that. But yeah, I'll be out again in August. So, yeah, so. We'll, we'll let you know ahead of time. Great. Vintage Grocers Malibu. Oh, that's close. I know that. Yeah. That's, I know where that's at. There will be an event there. Are, are, I will be like an influencer co-host. Meet Ooh. in Malibu uh, this uh, 23 of June. So if anybody wants to join, they're very welcome. We'll be there. I like like almost all day. Started at two or at four. I love that. All right. Let's uh, let's stay in communication then. And how do you officially pronounce your first name? In Ukrainian. No, no, in no. Ukraine? With, the, with the Ukrainian <laughs> accent. Well, in Ukrainian, we have this sound, which is Ri. So it will be Irina. I know. We better don't start with that. <laughs> uh, but in Spanish, they call me Irina. Irina. Mm-hmm. Okay. Irene in English. I like, I like, I like the tongue. I like the tongue. Uh, Irina. Yeah. yeah. That didn't sound like anything like it, Jeff. <laughs> Irina. I had struggled when I worked with my accent. Of course, it's not easy to change. So, uh, like all the Eastern Europeans, they like to like this. But Spanish, it's not actually like that. It's, it's a little bit different. Really, they roll their R's? They roll their R's in Russian and Ukrainian? It's like, uh, it's more soft in my in my opinion. It's resultat. In, in Spanish, it's resultado. 
slight difference, no? Wow. Okay. Huh. Okay. Well, Irina, it was a pleasure. It has been awesome getting to know you, and we hope to definitely stay in touch and maybe even meet in person one of these days when we're yeah. all together. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Tristan. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for being take, on. Take care. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for listening to Social Genius, brought to you by Drunk on Social. We are here to help you take your business to new levels through social media. Make sure to subscribe to get updates on new episodes and come join us on our Drunk on Social Facebook page. And as always, make sure you leave us a great review on your favorite podcast app. Feedback and likes are very much appreciated. 